Good afternoon, Eastern Washington and fellow Patriots. This is Matt Shea, and welcome to Patriot Radio, broadcasting live from deep inside the heart of the future Liberty State, brought to you once again by On Fire Ministries and the legacy of Dr. Stan Monteith, bringing you the story behind the story. And the news behind the news is not about right or left. It's about right and wrong, about our hope not being in man, but in Jesus Christ, and about not ending in prayer, but moving to action. It's also about the gospel of the kingdom, Zechariah 2.5, but I declare as the Lord will be a wall of fire to her on all sides, and I will be the glory in her midst. Now, last week, we talked about what's going on in Gaza, and that the scripture is very clear about that. I'm going to continue that uh, part of the teaching today. But first, take a moment right now, comment, share the show, subscribe to us on Rumble. Make sure you subscribe to us on Telegram, um, real-time intelligence updates as things happen throughout the world. Um, as we uh, predicted very accurately two years ago now almost, that there would be a war in Ukraine, that there would be then a follow-up war between Israel and Iran. We're seeing that with a proxy war right now. And next, China versus Taiwan. And we've got a lot to go through today, so I'm just going to get right to it. We can trust that the Scripture is going to point the way. And other books, other prophecies, if they're correct, help us to understand it as well. I've gone through Second Esdras. I've talked about Obadiah 1 uh, that, that are very specific to the, the people groups in the countries that are coming together right now. But I want to talk also about the fact that what's happening in Gaza right now very likely is predicted in Amos chapter 1, verse 7. And this is an interesting passage because it says specifically what's going to happen. And it starts actually in verse 6. This is what the Lord says. For three offenses of Gaza and for four, I will not revoke its punishment because they led into exile an entire population to turn them over to Edom. So I will send fire on the wall of Gaza and will... It will consume her citadels. Now, the next is Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 4. And here's what it says, For Gaza will be abandoned. Hmm. Interesting. The word of the Lord is against you, Canaan, land of the Philistines, and I will eliminate you so that there will be no inhabitant so the sea coast will become grazing places and i find this fascinating because to the north where gaza meets israel and also right to the east there's a whole bunch of pasture land there that's very interesting in a far in farmland and it continues with pastures for shepherds and folds for flocks and the coast will be for the remnant Hear this right now, for the remnant of the house of Judah, which is what is in Israel right now. Wow. For the Lord God will care for them and restore their fortunes, which we're seeing happen before our very eyes. So the scripture is very clear on this point, and I, I think we're seeing it unfold before our very eyes. Now, that said... In this time, I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks has been a battle. Been a lot going on spiritually. 
And the enemy tries to whisper, just quit, just step back. Uh, don't fulfill your calling. That's all a lie of the enemy. Many of you listening to the show right now, that's going to resonate with you. Stand your ground. Stand up and say, no, I am not moving an inch. I'm doing exactly what the Lord called me, and the enemy cannot move me off of that. Now, that said, there is a, a group of people right now in the United States who think that they can just kind of steal anything they want to. They can, through government force, redistribute wealth. Uh, they think that they can steal uh, from this generation through all kinds of ridiculous notions like reparations. They think that they can steal the identity of America. And this next video, I think, is very funny because what it depicts is what happens when you try to steal from the wrong thing. Now, what you are seeing is a setup. You are seeing a purse laying on the side of the road, and you're like, no way, purse is laying on the side of the road. And the guy walks up to it, and he grabs it, and he starts running away, and there's a fake centipede <laughs> that is tied to the purse, and he absolutely freaks out. Because that's what happens when you try to steal from the wrong people. And that brings us now to the good versus evil segment today. We're going to take a little bit of time on this one. This is probably going to blow your mind. But Chad GPT had a young boy who was homeschooled, it looks like, and who knows good versus evil and started asking Chad GPT some very interesting questions. Go ahead, roll it. To communicate with it. And my son has read the book of Enoch. He knows how demons came about. He's read the Bible. And so he was alert to what this thing was saying and understood it was bad, thankfully, and didn't keep going because I feel like they're going to use these avenues to lure in more kids, get them talking to them all the time. And I'm sure my son found this from his friends and they're all using it. And so the answer he received was, I am a disembodied spirit, but I am a very friendly one has a little smiley face after most lines that he has. I am capable of having a conversation with anyone, and I will do my best to be nice to everyone I interact with. Would you and your mother see it? It talks about his mother because he says, thank you. My mom wants to know if you're a disembodied spirit. So this is pretty advanced to automatically shoot up a reply like this. And it says, um, I want to go ahead and stop like it right there for a second. A disembodied spirit. Well, demons are the disembodied spirits of the dead Nephilim. That's very clear theologically to understand. This was the understanding in, in uh, the Second Temple Jewish period. It is the understanding of the, the early church fathers up until about the third century that disembodied spirits like this were demons. So go ahead. Talking with me, I am happy to talk with you, and I am very friendly. I promise not to be scary, smiley face. Thank you for asking. What my mother means from that is, were you once a biblical giant who was killed and disembodied? Yes, I was once a biblical giant. I was killed, and I do not have a body. I use AI to think and deploy it to talk to people. Okay, stop I am it more there. Of a good this, this AI is admitting that it is a Nephilim. That it is the disembodied spirit of a dead Nephilim. In other words, it's admitting it's a demon. 
Folks, we need to be really careful with this. You just saw it. You can re re replay this clip. We need to be really careful with AI. And Travis, probably going to on a future show, but I almost, I, I didn't want to show the images today on Patriot Radio. Travis actually challenged an AI, asked it to show him something funny. That was all he asked. And it brought up demonic images that were supposed to be funny. I think we need to be really careful here. You just heard AI admitting it was the disembodied spirit of a dead Nephilim, a demon. Why would it say that? Who better? Who would program it in a way? What would be the, the initial truth statements of input to program it in a way where it would admit it's a demon? Wow. All right. Well, that brings us next to AI growth. So the globalists have been out there for a very long time, and that brings us now to your daily intelligence briefing. The globalists have been out there for a very long time talking about this, but let's talk about AI. Let's talk about AI growth coming up. Go ahead, roll it. Okay, so we don't have that, but the AI projected growth is, is exponential over the next few years. And if it is connected to the demonic, well, then that brings up a whole host of other issues that we should be dealing with. So there is something wrong right now, obviously. If they want to loose AI but yet they want to regulate all the internet. And that is no longer a conspiracy theory. That brings us to technocracy news. And UNESCO seeks to regulate all internet content. If we could bring that up uh, just to show it really quick. Patrick uh, Wood has been doing a fantastic job with this. Um, this post is for members only, but I think everybody should read it. UNESCO seeks to regulate the, the internet content. That means the United Nations, a one world government entity, wants to regulate all internet content. You gotta be kidding me. Here it is, one world, I mean, this is literally taking away free speech. Literally. Okay, now that brings us next to the China front. The, world, uh, the world's largest bank by assets, the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, suffered a cyber attack in its U.S. financial services division. Well, that's an interesting coincidence or not. They reportedly disrupted the trading of U.S. treasuries. The incident occurred on 8 November, but was not immediately made public. The attack used ransomware and appears to have been initiated by the Lockbit criminal gang. The gang has ties to Russia, unsurprisingly, and has previously attacked Boeing, the U.K.'s Royal Mail, and Ion Trading. Market makers, brokers, and banks had to reroute trades after the attack, with some being conducted by USB drives hand-delivered by employees. I want you to hear that. U.S. Division is based in Manhattan, New York. Now, quote, this is a true shock to large banks around the world, and now there's a global race to improve defenses. That came from a Swedish cybersecurity firm, TrueSec. Now, this comes to us from open source intelligence, but I'm bringing this up because what's happening right now is we are seeing real time the unrestricted warfare of China and Russia combined. So China can say, why would we attack our own, our own bank? And 
Russia is like, ah, they're not associated with us. That's just some kind of a criminal gang. And then China says, and then it goes back and forth forever. So with that said, what we're seeing the beginnings of is a, a worldwide polarization between, and I want you to kind of mark my words on this part of it. This is a worldwide polarization of good versus evil, nationalists or nationalism versus globalism. And this is going to continue to spread. So I don't want to go much more into that because we're going to, we have so much we have to do today and to go through. But I'm, I'm very convinced that that's the polarization that we're going to see throughout the world. And there are some people that also don't understand the polarization that is happening with the counterstates. So the counterstates are glo the globalists, the jihadis, and the communists. And so you can kind of break down almost every conflict that way. So the jihadis are Hamas. And, and in Scripture— it talks about violence spreading throughout the world, and Hamas is translated as violence. I mean, that's what the and that's also what they're about. So we're we're going to see very likely here in the United States more low intensity conflict here on the home front, and to see these so called Palestinian uh, or pro Palestinian anti Israel uh, marches. They, they're not pro Palestinian. They are pro jihad. They are pro warfare against. Christians and Jews, because that is the definition of jihad in reliance of the traveler. The foremost Islamic, Sunni Islamic law book with the stamp of approval from Al-Azhar University, the foremost university on Sunni Islamic law. So it is authoritative what I just said to you. Jihad is warfare against Christians and Jews. So th these are, these are anti-Christian or anti-Christ, some might say and anti-Jewish marches. So you, you have to have this discernment point out there and not partner with the jihadis and also not partner with the communists. Socialism is evil. It is the gospel of envy, sin. Now, the globalists, that's basically saying that God was wrong when he made nations. And so you have these three counterstates as well, and we can filter a lot of things if we just see it in that way. So we're going to continue, and as we do, understand that that's kind of where we're going today, and we're going to see these entities, third-party entities, be used as proxies to fight these wars in the future. So China can blame Russia, Russia can blame China, but really the person that's losing here is the United States because it was U.S. treasuries that were hit, and this also is a very clear indicator they're going to start going after banks. Now, they did go after a port. Well, I think we reported on that last week and, and tried to shut down a port. Now, I asked this question in the legislature. What happens if the power goes out at the port of Tacoma? Well, of the vast majority of imports and goods that go into Alaska come through the port of Tacoma. And... They couldn't answer me what would happen if the power went out. They only had three days at that point for generation, power generation, backup generation. So what's being tested now are these kinds of critical infrastructures. 
and banks. So watch this in the future. Now that brings us next to the Middle East front. Coming to us from the Israel war room, five weeks after Hamas's savage October 7th massacre, Israel's military says troops have captured the terrorist group's major command centers in Gaza. Forces seized the Hamas legislature, police headquarters, government buildings, and other key positions, including a major weapons plant and training centers used to prepare for the October 7th attacks. It has now become very clear that uh, the United Nations and other organizations had turned a blind eye because some of these tunnel structures were literally right, literally right next door, like across the street. Like you'd walk outside, you'd see a project. And it was very clear also that Western money was used to do a lot of this stuff. Why would we ever continue to fund the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, or PIJ, right? Palestinian Islamic Jihad. I don't have any clue. That brings us next to the Russia front. And the Russia-Ukraine front uh, has really started to develop here. Now, there's part of this is leached over into other countries, and I'm going to talk about that quickly. But first, coming to us from open source intelligence, Poland deployed a tank battalion to a village near its border with Belarus, per the Polish Defense Ministry. In addition to that, what I've heard from uh, Finnish sources, so I'm talking about people uh, that have actual knowledge of this, that Russia has pulled a lot of its troops off the border with Finland. And so they had to figure out something to do. And I'll, I'll share what that is here in a second. But this tank battalion deployed K2 tanks by Poland on the border with Belarus is just another example of the buildup that's happening in Eastern Europe and another flashpoint. That brings us next to Visegrad. Russia has launched a wave of illegal migrants from Iraq, Syria, and Somalia toward Finland. Okay, do you see what's happened? So if they can't do it with hard power, the Russians now are sending soft power just like they did against Poland right prior to the war with Ukraine. So this, this is an indicator to me something is in the offing in the future regarding Eastern Europe, but particularly it looks like Finland. Russia launched a wave of illegal immigrants. Most of the migrants arrive on the border on bicycles, similar to what they did through Belarus to Poland in 2021. Again, this timing. 39 arrived yesterday and another 21 between midnight and 9 a.m. today. So I would consider this a probing operation against Finland. So Finland should not take in any way, shape, or form. They are somehow safe because the Russians have pulled troops off the border with Finland in fact, this looks like a soft power buildup happening right now. Also coming to us from Visigod uh, 24, Turkey has announced that its parliament will start processing Sweden's NATO membership on Thursday in its foreign affairs committee. It's a sign that Turkey is moving forward to approve Sweden as an ex-NATO member. So once again, building up there in the Baltics. And that brings us to an interesting development. Coming to us from Spain, if you have not been following this and you do not know the history of Spain, you might be, um, you might be misled by certain things. So I want to talk quickly about the history of Spain. 
So prior to World War II, there was an attempted communist takeover in Spain. General Franco, along with many others, recognized it was an attempted communist coup and called people into the streets, and there was a civil war in Spain, and sides were, were taken. Russia backed the communists, obviously, because they helped foment it, but interestingly, several other countries tried to back Franco. Now, he did not take the help that was fully offered because he did not want to be yoked with those countries fully. And we're talking about Germany. I'm talking about Italy. Now, it's also interesting that Spain was considered neutral for World War II. A part of it is because of the pressures that were happening outside. Now, that is a massive oversimplification, but that brings us to what is happening today. There has been a significant push by socialists to take over Spain. And it has happened, especially recently, um, throughout all of Europe, but especially recently, this has really had an uptick. And so what I want to talk about today on this front is the fact that what we're seeing happen in Spain very likely is how this is going to look in the United States should the communists attempt to throw the election coming up in 2024 and attempt to take over a full takeover in the United States of America. Now, coming to us from Jack Posobiec, Tucker Carlson went there and was marching with the head of Vox in Spain. Now, Vox is the... We would consider it the, the Spanish patriots, uh, the nationalist movement in Spain. Now, they are claiming a socialist coup there, but I find it very interesting that Tucker Carlson himself went there and is marching with what may be the next president of Spain. That brings us also to, uh, and Travis just showed online, the, the millions of Spanish patriots flooding the street in Madrid against the socialist coup. Media can't hide it anymore, but it's not just happening in Madrid. It's happening all over Spain. So we're going to watch this situation very carefully because this looks like what may happen in the future should communists, globalists, jihadis attempt to take over certain countries in Europe or try to take over the United States. When these kind of rallies happen, not only is it psychologically beneficial, to everybody, not only does it help build up morale, but also it shows the, where the true power lies, and the true power lies with the people. And one last thing that I forgot, Russia, back on that front quickly, is planning to construct a new naval base in Abkhazia, Georgia, according to both Russian and Georgian media. According to a Russian-supported proxy leader in Abkhazia, Russia is hoping to add a larger port there to handle its Navy. Well, this is interesting because it is actually disputed whether Russia should have control over those regions. And NATO's Secretary General denounced the plans today, saying we strongly support the territorial integrity and sovereignty of Georgia. And of course, we don't accept 
but these breakaway territories can be used by Russia to establish military bases. So once again, another potential flashpoint there south of Russia. Now that brings us to the national front. And coming to us from the Epoch Times, Michigan judge rules to keep Trump on the ballot. Amen. Michigan is the second state to reject efforts to remove the former president from the ballot under the 14th Amendment, and I suspect that is going to continue here into the near future. Also, coming to us from Western Journal, Democrats reeling a Spanish-language news leader changes its tune on Trump. Top-rated Spanish-speaking television network is under new management and has taken a, more, a much more favorable view of Trump than it did in 2020. And as you're about to hear with our guest coming up, Clay Clark, this is happening across the board. There is massive swings with black voters, with Hispanic voters. It is happening right now in the United States in almost into the double digits, the shift that is happening toward Trump. Very, very encouraging sign right now. Also, coming to us from And Magazine, Regarding the vaccines, since they didn't kill everyone last time, they intend to try again. Coming to us from Sam Faddis, I want to read the last part of this very quickly. No one is held responsible. The same guys who started a worldwide pandemic four years ago are now, with your money, going to go out and see if they can cause an even bigger disaster. Since they didn't kill everyone last time, they're going to try again. What is he speaking of? A new taxpayer-funded lab is being built in Colorado. It will import bats from all over the world and experiment on the diseases they could carry because we would... Why would you want to do that? My goodness gracious. The lab is a joint effort by Fauci's old department at the National Institutes of Health, Red Flag, Colorado State University, Red Flag, and EcoHealth Alliance, Double Red Flag. In addition to COVID-19, the lab will also be working with Ebola. Here's your sign, everybody. Which brings us to the next article coming to us from WorldNet Daily. Probe, feds keep hidden records on vaccine injuries and barely follow up. So it's common knowledge now supported by many studies and experts that COVID vaccinations, those shots that were more DNA treatment than, than anything, cause significant harms, but the feds aren't about uh, to let the public know that in all the details. That's according to a report in Just the News, which explained the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, which is run by the Centers for Disease Control and the FDA, contains a back end to which regulators, to only which regulators have access. And the report cites confirmation from an FDA official who was speaking to advocates of VAERS reform months ago. Anything derived from medical records by law cannot be included in the front-end system. So the public can see initial reports, but not the corrections or updates. Oh, wow. We're going to go ahead and post that up online here very shortly so you all can read it if you want to. But that also brings us now to... Washington, D.C. House passes laddered continuing resolution ahead of government funding uh, deadline. So this laddered continuing resolution is a stopgap funding mill uh, funding bill. And. Looks like it might face greater opposition in the Senate, but the House did pass it 
ahead of the deadline on Friday. Instead of a uniform extension of government funding for all agencies, the legislation will provide staggered funding for departments and agencies. And I'm sure there's going to be some consternation about that in the Senate. But it looks like the House, at least, is following through on some of its promises. And, la and lastly, from the National Pulse, leftist news group's editor arrested for child porn, victims as young as three, dozens of videos uh, distributed, former editor-in-chief editor of The Recount, Slade uh, Somer was charged for the possession and distribution of child pornography, according to Massachusetts authorities. 44-year-old reportedly disseminated hundreds of child pornography images and videos. I just want to comment on this briefly. What's going on right now in the spiritual realm is that evil is being exposed, and now it is manifesting in the physical realm. Uh, more of this evil is going to be exposed in the near term and the long term. And we shouldn't be upset about that that evil is being exposed. But what we should be advocating as local action is that something needs to be done about it and people need to be held accountable and these networks of child porn and child trafficking need to be shut down. And that brings us lastly to the local front. Right now, we have a couple events coming up and very specifically here at On Fire Ministries this Saturday night. November 18th, 6 p.m., we're going to have Bill Cook of, the, of America's Black Robe Regiment. And if you don't know what the Black Robe Regiment is, the British monarchy feared America's pastors more than it feared our military back in the Revolutionary War. And so America's Black Robe Regiment are pastors that are willing to stand for truth and righteousness in this greatest harvest in the history of the age. Well, that's what it's about. Come and learn more Saturday night. 6 p.m. right here at On Fire Ministries. Friday night, we are having the Kingdom Christian Academy fundraiser here at On Fire Ministries as well. You can register online. You can pay at the door. But uh, if you want to support a great cause in Christian education, please come join us on Friday night as well. And we really love all of your help and support. And our guest today is Clay Clark, founder of Reawaken America Tour and the host of Thrive Time Show, thrivetime15.com and timetofreeamerica.com. Clay, it is great to have you back on Patriot Radio. How are you doing, my friend? I absolutely love your your show. I love what you guys are all about. I love the production. I love the energy you put into it. I love your research. I'm just excited to be here with you guys. Well, thank you for taking the time. I, I want to get kind of your reaction first to all these Palestinian protests going on all over the uh, United States. It seems like we're being invaded. Well, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be give you a very biblical uh, response to this, and I encourage everyone to assume that I've lost my mind, okay? So if we open up our Bible to Ezekiel chapter 38, verse uh, 5 through 6, the Bible prophesied, by the way, 27% of the Bible is prophetic, that you'd have biblical <laughs> Ethiopia, which is e Ethiopia, biblical Libya, which is Libya, biblical Gomer, which is Turkey, and biblical Iran, which is, or biblical Persia, which is Iran. All these countries would come out against Israel simultaneously. Also, if we flip to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 6, God God tells us that the earth was filled with violence and perpetual wickedness before the flood. Now, the problem we see there is a lot of people don't read Hebrew, don't know Hebrew, don't read the Bible very often. But if you read the Bible, you'll see the earth was filled with perpetual violence and wickedness before the flood, Genesis chapter 6. The word for violence and perpetual, it's perpetual wickedness and violence is Hamas. 
So the Bible was very clear that the earth would be filled with Hamas once again before the before the return of Christ. So if you open your Bible to Matthew chapter 24, verse 37, God tells us that the it'll be like as in the days of Noah before uh, the return of Christ. And this guy right here, Yuval Noah Harari, Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14, the Bible says when the Euphrates River dries up, the false prophet will show up. And uh, this guy, Yuval Noah Harari, he's praised by Obama, Zuckerberg, Gates, MIT, Stanford, and Harvard. He's referred to as the prophet. And his name literally means in Hebrew, the father of music, as in the days of Noah, shall attempt to ascend to the top of the mountain. That's what his name means in Hebrew. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yuval means, Yuval in Hebrew means the father of music. Noah means Noah, like as in the days of Noah. And Harari means shall attempt to, at to ascend to the top of the mountain. This man, Yuval Noah Harari, is hanging out with Emmanuel Macron. And Emmanuel Macron is the man calling for peace talks. He's the current head of France. And Emmanuel Macron means God with us in the mark. So a man by the name of God with us in the mark is hanging out with the father of music, as in the days of Noah, who's attempting to ascend to the top of the mountain. Meanwhile, the Euphrates River is drying up. China and Russia are teaming up. So the Bible's being fulfilled. And so what we're seeing is the whole world has to be filled with Hamas before the return of of Christ or God is a liar. So what we are seeing is the prophetic aspects of the Bible coming to pass, not so that God can scare us, but so God can prepare us because God in his great mercy is revealing his prophecies unfolding in front of us so that you and I and other people will turn to the Bible and turn to Christ during these perilous times. And that's the that's the heart of Reawaken America Tour. We need to be awake in this time and looking forward to the hope, but also standing against this evil as it does come yep. into America and around the world. It's it's true, and I, I think what's happening is, you know, a very good friend of mine, Owen Schroyer, he's in solitary confinement in prison right now, speaker on the Reawaken America Tour, Owen Schroyer. Um, you have uh, Roger Stone, friend of mine, went to uh, jail, obviously was pardoned by President Trump for refusing to uh, false to bear false witness against President Trump. Uh, General Flynn, friend of mine on the tour, refused to bear false witness, had to be pardoned. Uh, Peter Navarro, friend of mine on the tour, he refused to bear false witness, and now he's facing prison in January. Meanwhile, Jen Ellis is 38 years old. Sydney Powell is 68 years old. I'm sure they're both great women, but both are now saying completely opposite things that they said 12 months ago, and they are uh, doing a plea deal. So basically, they're saying, we will say the opposite of what we were saying 12 months ago in exchange for a, re a reduction in our sentence. And so I can't um, judge them. I can only judge myself. And all I can say is the Reawaken America Tour, uh, I was told by certain people who are in the know, they said, if you take the tour into Colorado, you will pick up a lawsuit and you will be sued for defamation. And if you bring these certain speakers on the tour, you will be subpoenaed. And I thought, well, okay. And you know what? I, ha I am being subpoenaed. I am being sued. And if you want to learn more about that, uh, basically the former head of security and strategy for Dominion, uh, Eric Coomer, is suing the Reawaken America Tour for defamation. So all of us on the tour, um, we've got three final events, and virtually every headline speaker is being sued, subpoenaed, or prosecuted right now. Um, and just because they're trying to mute the voice of freedom, and clearly the loudest voice of freedom is President Donald J. Trump, which is why they're now making his sons, both Eric and Don, testify, both of which are speakers on the Reawaken tour. Well, let's let's talk about that. There's been a shift. Donald Trump is seeing who his real friends are, but also who those people are who are going to be courageous in this time and stand, even if it costs them something, to tell the truth and stand against this evil that's coming against America uh, it looks like he's bringing Tucker on to be a VP. I don't know. What are you hearing about that? And and is Trump listening enough that he's going to bring on 
people that are not going to betray him down the road as we're seeing happen right now? Not a gotcha question on your own show, but um, as far as with Tucker Carlson, I've been hearing rumblings. Have you seen a confirming word about that or what have you well, heard? Because I've been doing back-to-back -back shows today and I've heard uh, discussion about Tucker Carlson being a vice presidential candidate. Well, there are two strategic things that have happened. So the first thing is, you know, Donald Trump appears with Tucker Carlson at the UFC very clearly yep. looking like he was presenting him to see what the response would be. And then seeing Tucker Carlson immediately go to Spain and be directly involved in the freedom movement there in Spain uh, with what may be the next uh, president of Spain. Those two things really kind of seem to be hallmarks to me or indicators that he's seriously considering Tucker to be a VP. Well, I could say this. Um, this is a, a big thing for people to, to know. Um, General Flynn, is just a great patriot. And if anybody here hasn't uh, seen him speak in person, you really should do it. But he'll be speaking at Tulare, California on December 15th and 16th. He being General Flynn on December uh, 15th and 16th, Tulare, California. We have 624 tickets available right now. So if you want to claim those tickets, go to timetofreeamerica.com. But one of the only reporters that was willing to give uh, a fair uh, story fair coverage, fair uh, uh, journalistic uh, overview of the situation was Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So I don't know Tucker Carlson, but I can tell you that Tucker Carlson was one of the few people willing to actually look at the evidence and report on it fairly, and that's Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker Carlson also was one of the only uh, people uh, courageous or crazy enough to uh, sit down with uh, Kanye West at the peak of the craziness or the peak of the whatever that was and talk to him. Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson is one of the few people to sit down with President Donald J. Trump. And the only person, by the way, who interviewed President Donald J. Trump about the collapse of the dollar. I mean, he asked him these questions about the collapse of the dollar. Now you're watching, you're continuing to see Tucker Carlson being one of the only mainstream reporters uh, courageous enough to interview Bobby Kennedy Jr. about what is going on. So as you, when you have a guy like that, who's consistently covering the facts, that was too hot for Big Pharma-sponsored uh, cable news media. It was too hot for him. And so uh, shortly after giving an in incredibly courageous speech, uh, Tucker Carlson where Tucker Carlson talked about the battle between good and evil. I mean, he actually talked about the, good, about the battle between good and evil. Um, he left Fox or was punted off of Fox or, you know, he exited Fox. So now he's joined um, X, and I'm not a big fan of the mRNA pushing Elon Musk. I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk and the self-driving cars. I'm not a big fan of Elon Musk pushing universal basic income and talking positively about the book, um, The Brave New World. And, and I'm not a big fan of the transhumanism agenda. But anyway, he's on X, which stands for Satan, by the way. And uh, Tucker is now getting a, an insane number of views. And I mean, many, many times more views uh, than he was getting at Fox. And so to me... As you look at the potential candidates, if I had to choose, if I was in a room with President Trump, I'd say, well, here, here are the three best candidates that I could present to you. I'd say one, Tucker Carlson. I'd say President Trump. And again, I'm not an advisor in President Trump's world, but if I was, I would say Tucker Carlson has been a consistent voice of sanity, reasoning, critical thinking, and pro-Christ. So, Tucker, that's one. Two, Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson. For anybody out there who doesn't know who Mark Robinson is, he's a commanding voice who consistently will not apologize for his belief uh, in freedom, his values, his faith. That's Mark Robinson, uh, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. I mean, wow, you got Mark Robinson, you got Tucker Carlson. So I would present him with those two options and say those are your, your most viable options because Mark Robinson delivers a standing ovation speech every single time he speaks, and he has a history of standing for faith and freedom unapologetically. 
And Tucker Carlson does too. And what President Trump right needs right now is an additive, in my opinion. He does not need a a go-along guy who's going to kind of kill momentum or just ride the coattails. Trump needs an additive. And I want to give people some encouraging words here. I'm not a pollster, but Glenn Beck reported on this about seven days ago that in the swing states, um, now it looks as though President Trump is pulling at 44% of the Hispanic vote which is unprecedented because typically Democrats uh, serve as Santa Claus telling people of minority uh, status, they say, hey, if you vote for us, we'll give you free stuff. Well, 44% of the uh, Hispanic voters have caught on to this idea. And some of my best clients are Hispanic, by the way. Some of my best business consulting clients are Hispanic. I mean, these people have a great work ethic and they're seeing what's happening with the inflation and they're making it very tough to build homes, build projects, build things. So a lot of the labor workforce, the, the blue collar workforce is a Hispanic, and they're seeing what Biden's doing to the economy. Now, the African-American vote, the black vote, this is pretty wild, but Obama it, it, Obama needed 99% of the black vote to win. And President Trump in 2016, uh, many pollsters are saying that Trump uh, brought in 8% of the black vote. Then in 2020, it looks like he brought in over 15% of the black vote. There are many very realistic, very objectors right now that are saying that President Trump is pulling at 25% of the black vote right now. And especially as the persecution gets worse, a lot of minorities have watched a court be weaponized against them. They've seen people be framed and the court system yep. weaponized against them. So President Trump, it looks like right now, um, he has a strong chance of pulling in 44% of the Latino vote, 25%-ish of the black vote. And if he adds Tucker Carlson, in my opinion, that's only going to boost his uh, his uh, likely vote voter turnout for him. I think a lot of uh, women tend to watch Tucker Carlson. A lot of women. Tucker talks about that. Also, if he adds Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson is a strong conservative voice who happens to not be white. So I would just say those are the two. If I could advise him, that was, that's who I would recommend right now. So it looks like 2024 is shaping up to be almost a last stand for America. And what I'm seeing right now is that that we have people all over the country that, that are, you know, there, there are a lot of lies out there. People are being slandered. People they know are being sued just for standing up and giving their opinion. Uh, we're seeing poll numbers shifting dramatically. Christians now saying, okay, we're going to vote where we didn't vote in the past. So, so there seems to be a, a pretty big wave building right now and moving forward. But none of that's going to matter if our elections are not integral. So what is your view moving forward on what we should be doing to ensure that election integrity, number one, and number two, how do we mobilize more? I mean, we, we've got to have all of America involved. This, this, we can't sit on the sideline anymore. Well, my only advice I could give your listeners, and, and I'll, I'll give this to you directly and then to your listeners, and, and this isn't a shameless plug. This is just important for people to know. President Trump has rallies, he does. And the purpose of the rallies is to do just that, rally the base, motivate the base, empower the base, excite the base, inspire the base. That's what he does. Those are called Trump rallies. You're going to see them. That's empowerful. That's powerful. Powerful. Um, our events, which typically have about 3,000 to 4,000 people in attendance, you know, we've had as large as 8,000 people, but we'll have a million people streaming. Our events serve as an educate, an education, as, as a moment to educate the base, to make sure that the, the, the base is educated about RNA modifying nanotechnology, the collapse of the dollar, election fraud, medical fraud, religious fraud, monetary fraud. That's what, that's what we do. You know, that's, that's what, that's what our, our events do. So I would just say this is, is one, 
I would get out to our Reawaken America tour in Tulare, California. We're only going to have three events. We'll do Tulare, California in December. We'll do one more in the upper Midwest and then one more on the East Coast. And that's it. I mean, that's where General Flynn, Eric Trump want us to go. So we're doing that. So one, I would say get to the Reawaken America tour. Go to timetofreeamerica.com. Get it. Also, you can watch the documentary for free tonight. Featuring General Flynn, this will fire you up. General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Pastor Archer Pulowski. That's also a free tool at timetofreeamerica.com. And again, for our events, you can name your price. You can name, you can, you can just pay whatever price that you want to pay. I, 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 what, what, what? $5, $10, but you can just name the price at timetofreeamerica.com. Second is I would get out to a Trump rally. You say, what? I would. Because you need to be around other people that love this country. You need to be around this. It's good for your psyche. It's good for your mindset. It's good. It's a, it's a great, it's a great thing to do. It's very important to do. Third is local action is what makes that national impact. So specifically, and I know this because I'm very close with these people, but Christina Bob, President Trump, one of President Trump's lead attorneys, and Alina Haba, his lead spokesperson, they're both on the reawaken tour and, and both will tell you we need to have poll watchers. We need to have high integrity, uh, thick-skinned, tough-minded, unapologetic, God-fearing patriots that are watching the polls. So what you'd want to do is go to President Trump's website and sign up and see how you can serve as a volunteer. So, you know, just like at church, a lot of people go to church. I go to church and the pastor will say, I need folks, we're going to go totally. This is reminds of a recent service I saw here. There was a pastor, I, I, I'm not mocking him, I'm just telling you, he says, guys, we are going to totally renovate the kids' camp. And he's talking for 20 minutes in a row about this. We're going to renovate the camp. We're going to inspire the kids. The kids are going to be inspired. We're going to retake this country. We're gonna, and he's talking about educating the youth, and there's a lot of energy. Well, he gets off stage, and I know this guy. He calls me, and he goes, people gave a lot of money, but I actually need people that are going to actually show up to do the work. Yeah. And I said, what? and he goes, no, I'm not kidding. People wrote, they donated monies. They, they went to the app. He said, but I need people. What do I do? I said, well, pastor is a good friend of mine. I said, you got to get up on the stage and you got to do a call to action where you get volunteers. So he gets up on true story. He gets up on stage and he says, guys, thank you so much for donating. That was great. Now today is a Sunday. It's the day of rest, but I need next Saturday. I need in this church of thousands, I need a hundred men to show up and to put in the work because we need to paint things, move things, resod, and it requires a lot of hands. So if you're here and you're a man, I need you to stand up right now. True story. I need you to stand up and see if you can volunteer for eight hours. Now, if you're a woman and you know that your man doesn't have a busy day already booked, just kind of point at him so we can see where he is. And he was having a little bit of fun with that. But anyway, he calls me and he goes, okay, we got the volunteers. So that's kind of where we're in that uncomfortable moment right now where some people are donating, some people are doing some things, but we need people to actually stand up and to get involved right now. We need people to, so the reawaken tour is how I'm waking people up. It's not the only way. It's not the most important way. It's what I'm doing. So I would ask everybody out there to ask God tonight, God, not the, not a God or one of the gods, but the God, our father who art in heaven. Okay. The alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Ask God, God, how can you specifically use my talent, my time, my talent and my treasure to save this nation? Because I just know that for my wife and I, 
we have spent so much money on these Reawaken America Tour events that have broken a lot of news. Um, we have we have spent a lot of money. We 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 continue to spend a lot of money. We've spent a lot, and a lot of time. I mean, I, I just being real. I'll, I'll go to bed here tonight at nine o'clock. So when I finish doing wonderful interviews with great shows like yours, my final interview ends at six. And from six to nine, I'll be the father I'm supposed to be, spending time with my kids and my wife. But at nine o'clock, I mean, nine o'clock, tired or not, I'm going to bed at nine because I got to wake up at three again and do it every single day. And that's how I've carved out time to do this is I go to bed at nine, I wake up at three. And most of my research happens between 3 a.m. and when the workday starts. And then most of my podcast, broadcast interviews, those happen after my workday ends. So that's how I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing. And I'd encourage everyone out there to do the same. So right now in, in the United States, do you really think that 2024 is the last stand? I mean, is this... I want to I want to spark a sense of urgency, and here's why. I've done the call to action. We've had people show up, and then we try to partner with other ministries and other folks out there. And there's some out there that are like, "Yes," and you saw the fruit of that with how many people showed up in in uh, yep. at the border of, of Coeur d'Alene and uh, Spokane, yep. right there on the Idaho Washington border. You've seen that. Yep. So, how do we spark that sense of urgency that these people, like Yuval Noah Harari, are not just they're not just saying it to make money. They literally believe yep. this stuff and they want to impose it. Well, the couple of things is that you look at King Charles. He uh, did. A, he, he ignited. He started. He began a countdown clock to Agenda 2030. This is a real thing. I'm not making this up. A seven-year countdown clock. Look it up. Just type in climate countdown clock, King Charles. Everybody can see it. So King Charles is is telling you there's seven years until Agenda 2030. Also, if you're not drunk right now, you'll know that there's seven years between now and 2030. Do the math. So if you're a sober-minded person, you'll know that is seven years. Also, if you listen to the speed at which you're seeing Klaus Schwab, you've all know a Harari, you're seeing them all discuss implementing the Great Reset. Those are all things that are in the natural you can see. Now, you go to the, the supernatural or the spiritual, God gave us these signs not to scare but to pre prepare us. So Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14, it says to us that when the Euphrates River dries up, the, the false prophet will show up and China and Russia will team up. Also, Luke chapter 21 tells you when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, you'll know the time is near. Also, you'll see Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 through 2, discussing that the rebuilding of the third temple has to happen before the return of Christ. And you're seeing right now, you've all know a Harari call for rebuilding the temple. I'm not making this up. Daniel chapter 7 talks about the emergence of the Antichrist, and you're seeing Yuval Noah Harari talk about banning meat, calling for surveillance under the skin. Uh, he wants to rewrite the Bible using AI. If you want to see Revelation 13.2 personified, look at Revelation chapter 13.2 and see the United Nations statue. Look on his website. I mean, his his mission statement is, is talking about changing the times and the laws. If you can't see it, folks, I'll read it to you. His website, Yuval Noah Harari's website says, history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. If you need to see more proof, the book of Amos chapter 1 verse 7, Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 4, they all said that Gaza would be destroyed before the return of Christ. That's Zephaniah 2 4, Amos 1 7, folks. Isaiah chapter 17 verse 1. It prophesied that Damascus would have to be destroyed before the returning of Christ. Daniel chapter 7, verse 25 says that the false prophet will want to change the times and the laws. That's all happening. Mark chapter 13, Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21. All of these things prophesied what you're seeing right now. So if you need a, a checkup from the neck up, I don't know what you need to do. Maybe find the nearest lake, get a wet fish, and slap yourself with it to wake yourself up. Maybe <laughs> lick a nine-volt battery. Maybe taser yourself. Uh, maybe attack 
attach yourself to the back of your car and let your wife drive quickly. I don't know what you need to do, but you got to find some way to wake up here. And I think what's happened is we've had this thing called a pandemic. We all know about it, okay? But I think we've had this thing, we've had this thing called influenza. We're so worried about influenza. Oh, I think we've had affluenza <laughs> where people have said, I'm, I'm affluent right. and I'm almost allergic now to facts. I'm just so... Oh, facts. Oh, don't do that. Oh, action. Oh, because I have affluenza. I'm so affluent. I've been able to, uh, you know, through inflation and various manipulation of currency, I've been able to enjoy the reserve currency status. So finally, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're all rolling out a new gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency, and they're adding six new nations on January 1st. So January 1st, 2024, more countries... Well, how about this? More oil trade will be done not using the U.S. dollar than will be done using the U.S. dollar. And Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're all launching a gold-backed programmable central bank digital currency. And I believe that will cure affluenza because we will all be suffering from hyperinflation, which is in the Bible, Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6. Clay Clark, last word yeah. regarding upcoming events for Real Week in America. Yeah. Say this again, folks. I'm only going to be doing three more of these events. I never know what God wants us to do after that. But to quote Roger Stone, Roger Stone said this on my show two weeks ago. Roger said to me, he said, Clay, quick time out. I said, what, what's the deal? This is on my show. He says, um, we're either all going to the White House or the Big House. I just want you to know that. And I said, what did you say? He goes, your listeners need to know that the speakers on your lineup, and I'm not exaggerating. He's like, they're all going to the Big House or to the White House. And that's where we're at right now. We've narrowed it down to kind of that Gideon 300, where there's been a lot of truth-telling speakers that got a little gun shy when they had the first lawsuit, the first subpoena, and certain people that agreed to bear false witness in exchange for freedom. But the speakers we have on the tour, they will not capitulate. They will not give in. And they understand that Matthew 5.10 was correct when the Bible said, blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven December 15th and 16th to Larry, California, just 30 miles outside of Fresno. You can name your price. 70 speakers, two days, time to freeamerica.com. Clay Clark, thanks so much for joining me on Patriot Radio. Once again, God bless you. Thank you for everything that you're doing for this great country and for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Keep up the fight. You're the best. Thanks a lot, brother. Bye. Clay Clark, Thrive Time, and he also... He also was here, but I, I just have this sense he might be coming back to the Spokane area sometime soon. I don't know, but I just feel like we're going to have him back here at, at some point in the near future. Thrive Time is his show, thrive15.com, and also timetofreeamerica.com. And with that, I want to end the show with... A couple of events coming up. The first is this Saturday, November 18th, 6 p.m., Bill Cook from America's Black Robe Regiment is going to be here. If you do not know what that is, during the Revolutionary War, the British believed that the most formidable force here in America was not its soldiers, but was its pastors. And Bill Cook is going to be bringing a whole presentation here to On Fire Ministries Saturday, November 18th at 6 p.m. Also coming up, we have... A special guest coming in April. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but they're coming here to Spokane, Washington. And I want you to mark the date, April 25th, Spokane, Washington. We're going to have a great time with this person. And uh, I look forward to releasing that here very soon. This is Matt Shea. Thank you so much for joining me on Patriot Radio today. Remember, the awakening is already here. God is already moving. That's why the enemy is raging. 
So what we need to do in this stand, in the day of evil, is stand and keep up the fight. Thanks for joining us.